Oh boy. Okay. I don't know how I was gonna start this whole whole thing out because I'll be honest with you, man. Like eight nine weeks ago, I didn't think we had this discussion this late in the season. Uh, it is Monday night. It is six fifteen. It is Pete Sweeney. I'm sorry, it's not six fifteen. It's seven fifteen. I'm used to a three hour show. My mind is completely gone from the last couple of weeks. Pete Sweeney, how are you this evening? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Got back in from Baltimore this morning uh, into into Kansas City, getting ready for this uh, Super Bowl bye week. And the, the Chiefs uh, will pick things up on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Got to love that. Uh, first and foremost, uh, how was Baltimore for, for Pete Sweeney? Was it uh, everything you'd hoped for, or was it just kind of a business trip? Yeah, it was good. It was good. I I know you know this, Dusty, but for those that don't, there's a – there's a website for SB Nation for each team. And so me and the Baltimore beatdown, they call it in those parts, uh, mm-hmm. editor, he showed me around and it was great. I got a crab cake. I split a crab cake pretzel with Adam Teicher. I mean, I did it all. So uh, everything uh, about Baltimore was great. And then we got a great game on Sunday. You say you split a crab cake pretzel with Adam Teicher? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like- we, went, we went for dinner together and, and we, you know, we split an appetizer. It was great. Okay. That makes it seem a little bit more. Anyways, I uh, digress. Uh, speaking of the of the of the Baltimore beatdown, um, man, it's weird because I, I I thought about this weird thing before we we started talking, and really, there's no one that should have expected this um, or shouldn't have expected a season like this for the Kansas City Chiefs and this sort of team. Maybe then a rookie, uh, a newborn and Taylor Swift, because here we are for the fourth time in six years, and it's like the same damn thing all over again. It's, well, I don't know, you know, the season went this way, and then all of a sudden you get into the postseason, right, and here's the Kansas City Chiefs, and there's so many things to attack with, like that were new things of this season or different things that looked weird in this season, and and yet, it's the same old thing. They're playing the big game in February, and everybody's going to watch them, and they represent the AFC. And, oh, by the way, it's Patrick Mahomes again, Pete. I don't, I just, I don't know why we would ever from this point on not have them here every year and just not worry until they are literally not in a game in January or February. Yeah, a little bit of an EKG to it and a parallel, really, to, to in, in a sense, your Jayhawks and their basketball season. I think – there's always these bumps where everyone starts to question and then you get to the end and the last week and elite eight final four, Kansas is seemingly there, usually there. And we've just grown accustomed to Kansas City finding a way. Uh, this was a, a year in which it seemed to me like they maybe had one of their weaker teams in a long time. Uh, and what was funny about that is as maybe Patrick Mahomes had his weakest offense uh, in a long time, um, what he had in front of him was maybe the toughest playoff road. You know, they faced the, Dolphins and then had to go on the road where you know franchise altering games for both the Buffalo Bills and uh, Baltimore Ravens on the road and so to me a uh, very very good job by them to find a way to get it done but uh, this is probably becoming maddening to the rest of the NFL yeah and I think and I, I talked about this last week I said look the defense is the best part of this team I understand that Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback Travis Kelsey is the you know all pro all world all galaxy tight end hall of famer no doubt about it but man to talk a little bit about this defense, right? You, you played Miami, Buffalo, Baltimore. 
And that is, without a doubt, an insane gauntlet of this year, at least, cream of the crop. I can't think of other teams outside of those three that, you know, really were, you know, out of the loop. I think it was always the Chiefs, Buffalo, Baltimore, Miami. You know, maybe you could float Cleveland in there with their late season heroics. But, look, the the most important thing is is the stats that scream out at you. And in the playoffs, right, in these three games against Miami, Buffalo, Baltimore – Kansas City's defense is averaging 10 points a game. And then the real shocking thing about it is in the second half of these three games, this Kansas City Chiefs defense is averaging three points allowed. That's Buffalo, Baltimore, Miami, just an insane unit on that field. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that has to give you confidence against the San Francisco 49ers team that is very good, right? So, you know, you've talked about how these teams, they all uh, have these great offenses that – the Chiefs found ways to deal with. Like, to me, now you might be facing the best one. When you think about all those weapons, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, uh, George Kittle, all that they can do. But how do you not have confidence in the fact that you went to Buffalo and, and Baltimore, the best that the AFC has to offer, and were able to shut them down like you did? Well, let's not forget, and I know the, the transitive property isn't exact here, but um, Baltimore really beat the hell out of San Francisco late in the season. And so, you know, that should give you the confidence that the Chiefs could stop them uh, as well. It seemed like this game, at least in my mind, was going to go one of two ways, Pete. I I thought this game was either going to be a blowout by the Chiefs when the game was really kind of unfolding just because of so many times they had advantages that they just didn't capitalize on, right? Like the strip sack fumble right there with, like, the jaws of life. And if they score there, man, you got to think – okay, this could be one of those games where, like, Mahomes gets the ball, he's not going to turn it over. And then you thought to yourself, you know, watching these things happen, you think maybe, okay, this is a game that's going to end in heartbreak because here's another one of those freakish plays. You know, a batted ball goes right to Lamar. He catches it and goes off by himself. The the miss sack, miss, uh, you know, misread or whatever it was in the in the deep end zone on, on Snead or McDuffie, and they got that touchdown to Zay Flowers. And, you know, here they were, you know, missing out on opportunities, but just – absolutely shut that offense down at Baltimore and just made Lamar Jackson. I get it. His stats are what, like 20 of 37 for two something and ran for like 50 yards or whatever, but man really made Lamar Jackson look like a non MVP quarterback that he was every single game of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you made, you made Lamar look mortal, which is usually the the key to, to beating Patrick Mahomes. I, I just think they played a, a full complete game and, you know, one that should give you confidence uh, again as you move forward. I think what's huge for the Chiefs is Mahomes and Kelsey seem to be back. Kelsey really seemed to have gained a lot of energy from not playing Week 18 and having that two-week break. And what's good about right now, I I think it stands out for me, is just this idea that now he gets another 14 days before you you play again. And so you could probably expect the same type of connection, the same type of production, uh, and a lot of these injuries that you might be having. Guys are getting off their feet. Remember, we had Isaiah Pacheco pop up as well, dealing with a, a toe injury all week. Now he gets two weeks to rest, same type of thing. And so things are breaking the right way for the Chiefs at the right time, and I think it, it's got to be ultimately very, very upsetting, like I said, for uh, these other teams. Because I just think the Chiefs will be better, especially offensively, next year. And you, in the this conference at least, wasted a grand opportunity to maybe have a championship. It's only going to be tougher as they had weapons for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you talk about things that are, uh, you know, going to get time to heal. We found out today that O'Menohue is uh, is done for the season, torn ACL. Saw your tweet, said you talked to him last night, and he seemed yeah. optimistic he'd be back, obviously. 
uh, the uh, the results are the results. But you talk about the 14 days, very, very vital for this team. Willie Gay missed out on this game. Uh, looks like Travis Kelsey's going to get more rest. Joe Tooney, I don't know. They showed him in the locker room drinking a beer, shirtless, uh, you know, with the, with the bands on the arm. Uh, so interested to know what you have to do with that. And then uh, Canarius Tony, man. I'm confused. Like, you know, it seems like the Chiefs were trying to do him a favor. And then, you know, maybe in free agency when you're not on this team next year, someone could swoop you up. And now you're showing signs of, you know, maybe being a loose cannon. Uh, kind of interested to see what you think about that. Yeah. I mean, uh, all three are, are going to play a role here. Uh, Charles Menehue was was walking around last night. It wasn't like one of these typical torn ACLs where, you see the player and then suddenly get you get to the locker room and they have an air cast on or, you know, one of those um, scooter type things where they can put their knee with none of that. And, you know, just speaking to him briefly, he said, I should be ready. I don't think he thought he had a torn ACL, but the MRI doesn't lie. Right. And so now we, now he does. And uh, it's a shame because one of the better defensive players for the chiefs period over the last six, seven weeks of the season and would have had an opportunity to play his former team, the 49ers. That always adds a little bit extra juice, even in a Super Bowl setting. And so uh, the Chiefs might have to rely on their first-round pick and uh, see what they can get out of Felix and Oduke Izama. They have you know, two weeks to get the game plan right uh, and see what he's been working on, maybe more so behind the scenes than you would like from a first-rounder leading into this. I'm curious to see what the Chiefs do personnel-wise. Tooney, I think, is still a reach to play in this game. You know, obviously, there's been the doctor disagreement as to whether or not he does have a pectoral strain. And I, I'm i not sure we see uh, Tony as an active player for the Chiefs, even as he uh, returns to practice per Andy Reid. I know there has been that, um, that social media thing online about him kind of uh, pushing this idea that the Chiefs are lying about the injury report. Andy Reid refuted that on the, in the media call today. And so now I think he returns to practice, but... To me, similar timeline to maybe Clyde Edwards-Alaire uh, last year. They just have him as, as somebody, if someone were to get hurt, uh, as you're training for this game, maybe he can step in. And uh, the one last thing, Travis Kelsey, man. Mm-hmm. You know, all season long, it's, you know, is this the end? Is it over? Is he going to retire? And uh, I think, in my opinion, I know he's had a lot of great games. That uh, playoff game against the Houston Texans was was one of his signature games, that Raiders game, where I think he had four catches for 26 yards and four touchdowns, a very big game. Pete, that was Travis Kelsey's best game. It wasn't even close because of everything that he was able to do on that field. He was, um, I wish I could cuss so bad on the air, but he was he was the blank talker that was getting inside the heads of those Ravens defenders. He was the experienced tight end. He knew exactly how this game was going to play out, and you just kind of saw him just – kind of control things like as good as Mahomes was I think 10 of 10 for 86 and a touchdown to start the game and then there's Travis Kelsey just all week long like here's this young kid that's going to be a safety that's a stud which he is I'm not taking anything away from him and Travis Kelsey basically like in Travis Kelsey form said hold my beer you're going to know why I've got the superstar girlfriend and why I'm the best tight end to ever do this damn thing yeah 11 catches uh, breaks the record for most postseason catches of all time which is an accomplishment of itself but just a huge player in this game uh, you know, this got out of hand in a way. Like, it, even though it was only 17-10, it felt like the Chiefs never were in a place where they were going to lose. Uh, that was because of the first half of Kelsey, and particularly it was three catches. It was the, the third down, the touchdown catch, and then, of course, the, the fourth down catch where you have to save the opening drive. I mean, you know Ball. If that, he doesn't make that fourth down play, this is probably a completely different afternoon in Baltimore. So kudos for Andy Reid for going for it, and, and Kelsey – and it may have saved the game early. Uh, you know, you know, it's never a scenario where you'll know. 
Um, but three catches as part of the 11, uh, they all stood out to me. Uh, you mentioned the coverage. The coverage was awesome on the touchdown. Didn't matter. One of those vintage performances from him. Uh, and, again, I, I do think, you know, he's 34, 35 years old. Is he the uh, player that he has always been? I think he might be a step or two slower. But what aids you in that is the fact that you do get the 14 days. And so you, you think a performance like this is, is reasonable for at least uh, the one game. And, and then, you know, we'll see about Travis in the offseason. doesn't seem like he's going to retire. I mean, I asked him this question leading into the game about Patrick Mahomes and you know, how blessed he feels to have been connected with him. And, and he once again reiterated that he doesn't want to get off the roller coaster anytime soon. So at least what he's telling us leading into the game, uh, no sign of retirement. We know that that can sometimes change afterwards. Yeah. Uh, one last one. You sent me a picture before the game, uh, the Fritos. Yeah. Uh, what's, the, yeah. Uh, what's the good luck charm with the Fritos, Pete Sweeney? Yeah, they – the Baltimore public relations staff is, is nice enough to put out just a, a variety of chips. And as you know, and me and you agree on this, the best type of chip is the, the plain Frito. And so, of course, I uh, I got a, a bag for us, and uh, the Chiefs are 1-0 when I'm eating Fritos in the press box. 1-0 with Fritos. Pete, uh, you know what this means. You and I get to get together again on a Wednesday for Every Pride Radio. Other than that, what's the uh... – What's the bye week uh, look for uh, Super Bowl bye week this week for Arrowhead Pride Radio and one Pete Sweeney? Yeah, we'll be diving into the film of this game. That'll be coming out over the next few days. We don't get the media stuff again until Thursday of this week. So Thursday, Friday, the end of the week, that's when we'll be talking to Chiefs players again. Shut it down until Monday night, uh, the ever-popular opening night where you get a lot of characters interviewing these players. There's a lot of crossover uh, in this game uh, from the last one. Uh, obviously, the big difference will be the quarterbacks. You have Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy versus Mahomes when last time around it was Jimmy G. And I, I don't know, I'm not really a, a Purdy hater, but I'm not sure, not sure it's all that of a different situation. So we will see how this whole thing goes. Uh, so keep it locked into both our website and the, the podcast channel. All right, Pete, we'll have a good night, get some rest, and welcome back to Kansas City. All right, take care.